Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Keep 100% of your claim. Cheap for claims. If you've been hurt in a road accident that wasn't your fault, you should really talk to G4 Claims first. Unlike road accident solicitors, we don't charge you for our services, which could see you better off. To keep 100% of your compensation, have a chat with Nicole and the team. You'll be glad you did. Search online for G4 Claims. Keep 100% of your
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Bears Corner here on the Battle Fever Network. Full, near enough a full hoot tonight. Gio's still to come as well. Um, it's a bit, I actually feel, I've been reading the comments today while all the wee videos were playing, and it's like they're ready, by the way. So we better be fucking ready now. <laughs> Otherwise it's going to be a serious disappointment. Before, sure. we get, before we get to who's joining us this evening, um... I just want to say a thank you to our sponsors, G4 Claims and Company Swiss, for all their support, the show, the podcast, um, each and every day, week, month, season, everything else that goes along with that. We bit there about Trevor, Trevor Francis. Obviously, everybody on the podcast was saddened to hear uh, the death of Trevor Francis during the week. Um, you know, I think his name through British football, through world football, is enough. Um, to be honest with you, and it's 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 a shame that he's no longer with us. He's only young as well, so it's a shame that he's no longer with us. So our thoughts go to his, his friends and family uh, at this sad time. Once a ranger, always a ranger, as we know. Joining me this evening, we have Paul C's in the middle. The spit roast between me and Snags. <laughs> Sorry, we're starting early. We're starting early. No, I'm having that. Nightmare, by the way. Poor Snag is going to throw his dinner up. <laughs> you are his dinner. <laughs> I was. That's a Roman shower, it's called. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. And on that, we'll go to Snagsy. Sorry, mate. It's been a wee while, but sorry for throwing you in there like that. That's all right, mate. I wouldn't expect anything less, to be fair. It's, uh, <laughs> heroes welcome, that's what it is. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go to Baz first. Baz Bowski, it's been a long time, mate, since we've seen you on the podcast. It's brilliant to see you back. Nah, thanks very much. Listen, let's cut the bullshit. You were only that nice a minute ago. We all know why I'm on tonight. The doctor didn't give me another sick line, and you said if I'm not on, I'm getting sacked. So I had to come on, and now we're on. You're trying to be all the nice guy. Oh, welcome back, mate, and all that. Whereas about an hour ago, you had the contract out, you had your lawyer sitting beside you. <laughs> but uh, it's good to be back, mate. Thanks for having me on. It's always good to be here. Good, good, good. And... No going to stay on the pod long tonight, Simmy, but you're here as a kind of glamorous assistant to, to show two items that was kind of, and I'm going to pass it out to Snagsy because Snagsy kindly donated these to the podcast. Um, but you have, you, you've got two items there, mate, to show that we're going to actually do a wee lucky number draw type thing, if that a random number draw, whatever it's called, um, for these um, two separate ones. Show us the 1972 Cup Winners Cup one first, and I'll pass oh, it out. That's the, one, that's the harder one to get. Oh, it is, it's a heavy one as well. Good. Get how you work out there, Simzo. Comes on as a glamorous assistant and then starts moaning. moaning. I don't know. What's that all about? Should be like pointing at the speedboat and that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Isla Sinclair never had cleavage. this fucking attitude, did she? He's kept it in the garage. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here he is. Here he comes. Oh, look at that. Well, this is a, a Rangers official piece of memorabilia. You might you might recall it about a long time ago. There was a limited run of 500 of these, um, and it contains obviously the signatures of the Barca Bears. It is a highly sought after piece, which one of you could luckily win. Yeah. I love how he's moving it back and forward. Like you can it's see, amazing. It you can. Act, I thought it was a limited edition, like a reflection, a semi's desktop. That's digital. What I it was. It's like it's got a digital match on it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
<laughs> we're going to we're going to actually do a, a random number draw uh, for this. It's going to be six pound a number, um, or you can have two numbers for a tenner. Um, and I'll put it on social media after the show. Uh, we're trying to get decent pictures to put it up, but the lighting's mental at the moment with the sun. I love it. We also that we also that Twitter account. Um, the people set the mirrors. That's what it was like. <laughs> ninja moves hanging for the ceiling. All that. Try to take the picture. Have you been in it? It just doesn't work. Thank God, God you close on me. <laughs> Thank God you'd close on me. There's a few first drafts before I sent you the pictures. That's all I'll say. Oh no. <laughs> um, so that's that's gonna be a six pound a number or two numbers for a tenner. Right, Simmy. What about the other one? And again, I'll pass you over to Snags here because he knows the finer details about this one. Well indeed as like, uh, a Rolls Royce speedboat. Signed <laughs> <laughs> It's a barbecue. Bullseye. <laughs> a Rangers barbecue. Right, this one here is um from the year 2012, you might recognise some of the signatures on it. It's got Jamie Ness, El Juf, Kenny Miller, Davey Weir, Walter Smith, um, Ali McCoist. It's uh, it's loaded with absolute gems. Uh, there was actually only three of these that were produced. Uh, one of them is at Ibrook Stadium. One of them um, is in the late great Walter Smith's uh, house. And one of them is being held currently by my glamorous assistant, Simi. Uh, this is what I would deem a rare, rare piece of memorabilia, worth a lot of money um, and uh, carries a lot of sentiment. Um, and I was telling the guys before the pod, there's a wee story about it. When I actually won it, it showed up at the house, uh, delivered by the courier, and the front glass was smashed. And I actually got in touch with Mark Newland, the guy who took the photo um, that's in it. Um, and he basically said, if you pay for the courier to send it back up to Glasgow, I'll repair it, reframe it and send it back to you free of charge. So I did that, um, and, it, and it was him that gave me the, the lowdown um, on the rareness of said piece. So get involved, um, and you, you know you want to win this because it is an amazing piece of memorabilia. Thank you very much, Simi. Thank you, Simi. Again, that's going to be £6 a number, or two numbers for a tenner, a separate draw. We're going to put it all over social media, the both of them, um, if MD fancies. Uh, getting you know, pick a number. I think we're going to do maybe a hundred numbers or something like that. And if MD fancies picking a number, then get in touch with the podcast. It's a bit mental at the moment because X is now Twitter, and you can't really DM people bar your Twitter blue or X blue, or whatever the fuck it's called nowadays. So I'm not sure how you're going to get in contact with us, right? So you can either just tweet the pod or X is X now. It's not a tweet. It's X. It's, tweet. it's always going to be tweet. Listen, always going to be tweet. It's always going to be tweet. The, the fuck about with these names and change things and all that. Maybe it's interested in it's Twitter, right? Do what you want, mate. But it's I mean, the fact that it's in James's part, I mean, it's in James's part. They, they try to change it. The sports direct and all that. I know, mate. It's not just. I'm looking at the tab just now. It says X, and it's even I scroll down. It says show thirty-one tweets. So he doesn't even know. No, this, no, is a guy that build, this is a guy that builds rockets. This is a guy that builds rockets that land themselves. This is a guy that builds cars that drive themselves. And he can't even get a consistency with his own website. I, yeah. I don't think, I think, you can still, I think you can still send DMs as long as you follow each other. Oh, right, I bet man. you know about that, April. Oh, I do. I And also, also in the auction, access to policies, DMs for 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, I've just, I've just got it there, Paul. I've just got it, mate. Imagine that. Um, if you follow us and we follow you, then you can you can DM us. If we don't follow you, then you need to get in touch with us and we'll follow you back. Bloody blah, blah. You know it today. We're on Instagram as well. We're on Facebook. Or you can just email battlefeverpod at outlook.com. 
and that's that. Jay has just took the first two numbers there, yeah, which is. But I'll tell you uh, what, Scott, they, they are an amazing prizes. I mean, absolutely. I didn't realise what the history, you know, Snags have seen about there's only three, but you've inspired me. And I might do something similar with my Ryan Kent book here. Uh, one number for 40 pence, two numbers <laughs> for 35 pence. Uh, get involved. Love it. I have a very stubborn that as well. I've got a black Adam fought in the wall if anybody wants it. Have I just posted it? Okay, yeah, it's fine. Listen, I literally do, it's upstairs, but I literally do have a, a, a signed shot from the, the 55 title winning squad, the, the champions. In fact, I think actually it's the same one that's behind Baz's shoulder there. Um, I'm going to get that framed and I'm going to donate that to the pod and we'll give that away as well. So that's kind of... See, this is what pisses me off. He's not even he's not even here on time, by the way, Gio, right? He's not even here on time. And see me go to some of the comments. Look, you get evening, guys. <laughs> it's fucking shit, by the way. I know her or not. Do you know what I mean? You fucking... Hey, come on. She's getting unfollowed and blocked on all social you? medias, honestly. Um, Simmy, I'm going to let you go, mate, because thank you very much for doing your glamorous assistant piece. We'll get them on the oh, pod man. social media after the, the show. Are you away, Simmy? You can, you can. Uh, he's just here to just model the stuff. We brought in the looks for that, mate. Fuck me. Just like Brock Lesnar, mate, just turned up. Somebody else is already talking. Asked on a book, Kerry, and things, they walk away again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Simmy, it's always amazing to see you, mate, no matter how short a time it is that you're on. So, I'm delighted you were here, mate, and thanks very much, and I'll see you soon. Take care, lads, all the best. See you later, buddy. Bye-bye. Um, somebody's all right, Gio. Got, hey, got a cut signed shot. No, I'll pay you a tenant to keep it, mate. Um, welcome <laughs> to Gio. <laughs> welcome to Gio, the podcast, mate. How are we, my good. friend? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good to be back. Good to be back. I love the wee background and all, mate. I'm loving your, I'm loving your Photoshop uh, skills. See, 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 there's somebody been teaching me a wee bit of Photoshop and, and you're the man, mate. You are the teacher. Um, in fact, I even put this up just to show off. Look, I've done that. Uh, I've done that myself. No, well, and I didn't need a background myself before Gio had done that, but I've done the rest L- of it. Little does everyone know that like, literally at like half 12, one o'clock in the morning, I'm getting my phone pinging with Scott's latest creation on Photoshop. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're nothing Brilliant. to do in Angels. <laughs> just for Paul, it's just photographs of you, mate, with, with suspenders on. It doesn't. Yeah, well, we've all got a we've all got a dream, and that's his. Unfortunately, he's a warped and twisted mind. Yeah, you, you missed the start when you actually said I was being spit roasted between this pair. So there you go. That's his. That's where his mind works. Too much, mate. Cut it. Cut it. Too much. Too much. Yeah. Um, we spoke about Paul, Gio, We actually spoke about quite a bit, but the only bit Paul remembers. <laughs> <laughs> it's being sandwiched really getting sandwiched yes it's dream scene as we like to call it Buzz <laughs> the full right. dream scene oh, brother. dream scene Love it. I've also set this up by the way right and I've changed it to buy as a beer because you can change it to a beer but the link oh. still buys a coffee so if you fancy buying as a beer then you can jump to that link there and you can buy as a beer anyway let's crack on with L show this evening. As I said, Gio has now, now joined us. Um, Olympiacos the other night, we'll get to that. Yeah, Michael Peel says the players would have... Um, <laughs> did you have... Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. We need, we, need, we need to clear this up. I'll put the comment in the screen, right? Put that pick back up, Scott. Did you have God as number seven? I did. And the reason is, if you watch the ceremony of selecting the greatest 11 Brian Loudrop was given shot number 7 and the reason being is the late great David Cooper 
is number 11. So I think Brian can give up 11 for Mr. Cooper. So that's my reasoning, right? Just Mr. Curry, am, I, am I right in saying that's the official Rangers' greatest 11 of all time? Not not like one chosen yeah. by us? or Yes, yeah. as voted for by the fans. It'll be interesting to see if any of the guys in the comments think that there should be any sort of changes to that as well. Yeah, you know. So in goals is Andy Gorham, Sandy Jardin, Richard Goff, Terry Butcher, John Gregg, Paul Gascoigne, Jim Baxter, Brian Loudrop, David Cooper, Mark Cately, and of course, Super Ali McCoist. Um That was the greatest 11 voted for by the supporters. Well, Advocate was manager, I'm sure, when that was when that was voted. Um, so if MDs get any disagreements with that, batter in. We'll do you a bespoke one, okay? Because Snaggy... Maybe a wee sub bench as well, you know? Like, oh, there's obviously I like players it, like, but There's obviously players like Derek Johnson. You know, I mean, a goal he scored yeah. and he was a defender, for example. Do you know what I mean? So maybe we could have a wee sub bench just for the players... Who should be recognised for their for their efforts and you know the amazing things in that? <laughs> <laughs> McGregor for Gorham, is that where we're going with this? Is that where we're going? Grejda. Grejda. <laughs> <laughs> um going back to the Olympiacos the other night, Robbie McCrory uh, started in goal ahead of Jack Butland. Jack Butland was allowed to get a, a full week's training in his legs, according to the manager. Right back, James Tavernier with John Souter. With Ben Davies, we had Borna Barisic, we had Nico Raskin, uh, Todd Cantwell, we also had Kieran Dill, Sam Lammers, Dessers, and Abdullah Seema up top. That was me. I never wrote that down. That was just after the top of my head. That was quite good, to be fair for me. Um, what did we think of the lineup? I- <laughs> I kind of feel as though in that match there, and listen, they were pretty much, you know, flat out in training the day before and whatever, according to Michael Beale, because he wanted that. Mm. He wanted to go into the game heavy-legged. So I just feel as though we don't have a lot of width the new, because Borna mm-hmm. and Tav used to bomb forward and provide that width for us. Tav, for me, and Borna are currently in a competition to see who they can, who can rival Barry Ferguson as fucking pass the ball back. Because <laughs> the amount of times they go forward and they're one-on-one maybe with somebody and they turn and pass the ball back, fucking frustrates Ibrox. He's seen it early doors with Barisic. It, 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 there was groans early on in that. Paul, what did you what, what do you make of that? Because there is a distinct lack of width. For a team who we were known for, for you know, rampaging fullbacks and it used to allow Kent, etc. to come in one and whatever else, it's kind of flipped a wee bit. Now we've got two up and we're going through the middle. It's a, it's a little bit weird. Um, it's one thing I noticed during the match. I think I'm a comment. In fact, I think I was talking to my neighbour about it. So there's very little, very little width in the team just now. And he commented, "Well, the only width you're going to get is if you play um, Matondo and Sakala." And that's actually quite a, a terrifying prospect to start the pair of them together. Um, yeah, it's it's very weird. I, I think Tav, he's. Uh, He's used to going forward and he's not afraid to take his man on. He's used to playing sort of one-twos and getting him behind the defence. Barisic has been the last, certainly the last season, season and a half. He has been getting forward so much and then stopping and turning back. And I think it was only 30 seconds into the match. He burst forward and there was, and he got towards the halfway line, fell over and the guy got the ball because he tried to stop, put his foot in the ball mm. and, he, and he fell over. It's, a, it's usually frustrating, as you say, for two guys who are used to used to having width in the team and, and getting forward and whipping crosses in. And that's let's be honest, Bonabarasic. That's his right now. That's his only weapon is having a decent cross because he's, he can't defend for Toffee. 
Um, he's caught out so, so often. So if, if he's not doing the one thing he's good at, we're in fucking trouble there. Snagsy, and to add to that, I know you I know you've obviously watched it. I was at the game, wasn't it? It's the first game I've been to this season. Um, and I, I I thought on the telly it looked like that for the Hamburg and the Newcastle game. And Newcastle game's hard because they passed us off the park, don't we know? But Hamburg game had a lot more of the ball. The other night there, I felt as though we got any good positions at times defensively, we were fucking howling again. Um but does it come across as that on the telly that there's just a lack of width? Aye. <clears throat> Aye, it does. And you know, it had a it had an experimental feel to it. Um, and I think as well, um, you know, Olympiacos contained us very well when they exposed our usual weaknesses, which have no been <laughs> sorted um, this window. So it's concerning. It's concerning to see that. But at the same time, you know, like you say, there wasn't there wasn't much width um, in the team, and you have to wonder if it was just because of you know the lineup that we had out, um, as opposed to you know our system going forward. So I'm no I'm not too worried. But it wasn't nice on there. But I tell you one thing, I did enjoy was when John Lundstrom came on and I was like, oh, fuck's sake, here we go. Miles behind it. And then they start, they, all, they all started having a wee bite towards the end and he fucking flew in. <laughs> and I was like, back to the top. There we go, my man. <laughs> but aye, that was probably the best bit of the game for me. <laughs> Baz, it was quite, f- no flat, right? It's a friendly at the end of the day, so it's bound to be flat in the stadium at times. I don't want to be too negative. It's only pre-season. Um, but... There's three wee things that we need to iron out. Again, we need to take into account how hard you know the players are running and training, etc. At the minute um, and, and stuff like that. But we need to we need to sort that out the new before it starts for real a week tomorrow. I I mean I don't you're saying you don't want it to be too negative. That's fine. I'll fucking do it. Uh, I think it. I think it was absolutely lackluster performance, and I'm fed up here on this year. Oh, it's a friendly and Olympiacos are a decent side. I they used to be a decent side. I'm not that great now. I think they finished third. They didn't win a single fucking game in any of their European qualifiers. And I think they had like fucking Carabag and FC Nante or some shit in their, in their group. So, you know, they're, they're not really the, the team that they used to be. Uh, so that whole bullshit about, ah, they're a good side and it's only a friendly just doesn't occur to me because we're, we're, we're making excuses up. And we keep on making the same mistakes as, as uh, Snagsy said a minute ago. What's frustrating for me is if you get beat off a team and they're a better side, all right, you're pissed off and you're annoyed. But you can accept it and you get out of it. See, when you're losing goals for the same shit you've seen all last season, defenders getting caught out of position. See the thing about Davies? It's it's the, he can't make his mind up. Is he gone? Is he going to go as you know? And see that half a second it takes for him to make his fucking mind up. That's him caught in no man's land in the games. He's, he's lost it. So for me, I don't want to single him out because it was a, obviously a team game, but... No, single him out is shite. Aye, fucking single him out. Fuck him. He's out of the band. You're out of the band, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For me, we need to get another centre back in there. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. you can't just blame him for for that for that game. But you know, his defensive errors are—it's happening all the time. Look, you make a mistake, you learn from it. Right? Let's analyse this, and you learn from it and move on. Him and Barisic seem to be making these mistakes. Communication's really bad, and it's happening too often. So for me, that that's concerning. Uh, the midfield looked—I mean, we've got a pretty pretty solid midfield. We're bringing in all these strikers, and they're all trying to get a wee bit of game time, and they're all trying to figure out. You know the system and, and breaking the team. I get that. Uh, Sima looks like a poor man. Zuma Sadiq out there just looks a bit lost at the moment. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he finds his feet. And you know what I mean. But I'm not impressed thus far. However, as, as Snags has said, it had like a sort of experimental feel, and they're probably trying to figure out people's weaknesses and strengths and all that. And you need to give people time to bed into the team and all that. But Cantwell didn't need any time to bed into the team. Raskin didn't need any time to bed into the team. 
But we need to be patient. Again, it's just a friendly, but uh, it wasn't a great performance. And hopefully, as Bill said, you know, we can we can take some positives out of that going forward. But it wasn't very pleasing to the eye. GMC, I mean? See, just picking up what Baz said there about Seema. I've said the three times when I've seen Seema, twice on the telly, once in the flesh, he would be like a loving crans for me coming off the, the wing, mm-hmm. um, driving through the middle, dropping for deep and, and running at people. He's got pace to boy, he's got pace to burn. Um, I think he's quite strong. We said all this last week. Uh, I just don't think he's a number nine. I don't think he's this, a striker as such. I think he's, you know, coming off a, a flank, if you like. Um <clears throat> As Baz quite rightly says, defensively, the three goals we gave away were, were poor. Um, unfortunately, it's not new to us. We, we gave away poor goals defensively last year. I think it was Simi tweeted out in the pod account about how John Suter actually is the one that gets that gets pass marks in there. I think Big John looks decent. I think he needs big corner goals in next to him um, to, to try and settle him down a wee bit. <coughs> I've had my rant about Ben Davies. I'll not go over it again. Like I say, Richard Goss went through another new television on Wednesday night because he's put his foot through the telly again when he sees that that guy in a, a Rangers lineup. And I'm no one for bashing players. I just don't think he has it to be a Rangers centre half, mate. I, th- I think the, the the worrying thing for me is, and, and Bill done this quite a lot last season, particularly in the bigger games when we were coming up against the likes of Celtic. He went back to try and tested. And what worries me is, mate, when these Champions League qualifiers come around. He is going to go back to Barisic and Davies and Golson and Tav. And that, that's the big worry for me. I think any a blind man could see at the minute that Yilmaz, although not fantastic, is a definite improvement on Barisic. And the, the problem is, like you're saying, Sima, he seems to be one of these ones who can play off the left or off the right, but coming from deeper and running on. The, the, the big concern again for me is is the fact that he's trying out this new system. He's invested heavily in two out and out number nines, two out and out strikers, with the potential to play someone in behind him. And he's starting a brand new system, a brand new sort of th- you know feel to things, and, and going for this new sort of lineup when we've got really, really, really big, big games on the horizon. And we need to start. We've got we've got the first five games of the season, and they're Champions League games and games away to Celtic or at home to Celtic or whatever way the league works out, those are the games we must win right off the bat. And we just, I just don't think we have the time to experiment with things. So I think we're going to be caught in this we know man's land between going with tried and tested and what he knows and trying out these new systems and trying to fit players. And like you say, he's trying to get players minutes and all. Baz, I think, was saying it there, where he's trying to give everyone minutes. But at the minute, he doesn't seem to be getting the system and thing that works in, in place. And, Baz rightly said there, Panath- or Olympiacos are not a great side, but they made us look very, very ordinary the other night. And the lack of width, particularly from, from where we've got it, down the, from the left back and the right back, those two players in particular didn't offer us anything and, and actually became a liability at times because when they were faced with no options and they couldn't go forward, they got caught in no man's land and had the ball taken off them. So it, it's quite worrying at the minute, mate. And for all, all jokes aside, so I think Sharber said there are, there are no friendlies. There, you know, they are only friendlies, but there are no friendlies because we look very, very much off the pace at the minute. Yep. And again, can I, okay. sorry, stop, can I ask you a question? On you go, mate. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, Matundo's getting a lot of minutes, right? Um, I, I, again, I don't rate the guy. Uh, he's got pace, but so is Lundford Christie. Does that mean he's a football player? No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, just, I don't think he's got the quality that we need, right? But here's a question for you. Where's Scott Wright been during these friendlies? He's not really seen much game time at all. And I'm just wondering, would, I, I would probably start Scott Wright before I would, I would 
no saying start, sorry, that's not the, the right choice of words. But coming off the bench, I would be more inclined to put Scott Wright on than I would be Matundo. That's how much I don't rate Matundo. Do you know I what think, I mean? I don't, I don't know if he's... I think sorry. it's just negotiations with the Turkish side that Bill didn't want to risk him the other night. But, Aye. mate, I said this in the semi-final against Celtic last season. I would have started Scott Wright ahead of Ryan Kent or whatever else. No, because Scott Wright's the, the be-all and end-all and is the best player in, in whatever else. Just because I feel as though he's got something to prove. And for, for me, I would rather have somebody like that in there. Matondo, the chance against Hamburg with the ball came across to him and he, the, the touch was heavy. That, to me, it's finished then. That's it. It's out. See you later. Done. We, we can't do that. The problem is, we, and I said it last year on the podcast, we've all said that box-to-box Rangers are a match for anybody. Uh, you know, absolutely anybody. We, we play really well box-to-box. We keep the ball tidy. We pass the ball well. When we get into the final third, especially in big games like all forum games, like um, Champions League games or Europa League games, whatever you want to say, you only get one or two chances and you have to take it. Right? Last year, Celtic got two chances against us in the first half of the cup final or the, the, the one chance in the first half of the cup final and took it. And then they got a second chance straight after halftime and took it and killed the tie, killed the game essentially and won the cup. We get the chances, Sakala springing to mind and we miss them. That's the problem. That's the difference between the two sides. I don't believe there's a lot in terms of, you know, build-up play and, and quality and that. They're also better. Or they were better at centre-half last season. That's something we have to fix going forward. And we have to fix it pretty sharp. Whether it's, you know, recruits, as Baz is saying, bringing in a centre-half or two. I found it quite worrying when the manager said uh, that, that big Efecchio coming in has gave him something to think about. That big guy's as raw as they come. He needs to go on loan. He needs to get game time. Getting game time at Rangers probably isn't the right answer for him. Um, long term, I mean, certainly short term, and and, and getting his getting himself, you know, uh, some some experience. Calvin Bassey was a different. Everybody thinks we can do this with Calvin Bassey. He reminds us very much of Calvin Bassey because of the stature of him. But Calvin Bassey was a, a genuine freak talent who came in after playing seven games or something like that for Leicester, if even that. Um, and just hit the ground running at Rangers and, and really made an impact. And now he's making a move back to the Premier League for 20 odd million, whatever it is. And fair play to him. This big boy needs to go out and learn the game. He needs to go out and learn how to play that position, especially as a Rangers centre half, where you're going to defend, especially in the Scottish League, for maybe what maximum of 10 minutes a game, right? Because we're always on the front foot. We're, so you need to be good with the ball at your feet. You give the ball away two or three times the other night there. That's fine. It's a friendly. He's a youngster, whatever else. But we can't be relying on him, as the manager saying, and, and he's giving the manager something to think about going into the season. Mm. We're going to the season to win the fucking league here. And we're going yeah, to, I mean, to qualify in Europe in the Champions League and make an impact and right a few wrongs to last year. We can't be doing that. We fucking the, raw kids. Here's the thing. Just just, just a couple of points on what's been talked about beforehand. First of all, talking about Matondo and Wright and stuff like that. Uh, Barisic, Davis. So what my... I have a theory here that Michael Beale's playing them because he's trying to put them in the shop window. Well, I agree with you, mate. And also, and also, and also, we do need, we do need to to seriously recruit another centre back. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Goldson's not quite match ready yet, and we're going to Champions League qualifiers. We got an injury to Suter, and all of a sudden, your centre back pairing is Ben Davis and Liam Balligan. That's straight. That's fucking terrifying. I'd rather have Balogun and Davis. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But, but do you see my point? No. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I, I mean, I. Yeah, idea. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, no, but with, re, re, sorry, sorry, Scott. For just quickly, know. with regards to Matondo, I think I think Baz is actually right. Why is he getting game time when when you've got someone like Scott right there? But I do think there's an element of that. I, again, from what you hear, he's on quite a big wage, a, a wage that he really, really shouldn't be on. So if there's an opportunity to potentially move him on by playing him now, I think what's happening is though it's massively backfiring because we're not really. We're not really. Anytime he has been on, he, he's looked pretty poor, hasn't he? You know, and especially that game the other night where he, I think it was um, against Hamburg, where the ball dropped at his feet. Mate, he, he really should have hit it first time. And a confident, capable footballer would have hit that first time. Mate, he took a touch. His touch was horrendous. You know, and then uh, that was him. And it, it, you know, he, he, he's obviously a very much a confidence player, but for whatever reason, it, it's just not happening for him. So I think it'll be difficult to move him on because at the minute. It, it, no one, no one's going to even take a gamble on him. That's a problem. Do you know the thing? The, like, the only, the only sort of explanation I can come up with right, is if Bills came out and he said, "Right, it's a new season. Everybody's going to get a chance. Everybody's going to get a, an opportunity during these friendlies to get a run out and and you know see what they can do." And that's that's the only sort of thing I can think about why these like certain players are getting so much game time. Uh, but it's quite clear that they didn't really make an impact last season. And like you say, Matondo's own massive money, ridiculous money. That's what is it, 40, 40 grand a week or something stupid? I like thought that. it was like 37, something like that. Yeah, but it's, but, uh, it's, 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 it's way more than he should be anyway. I definitely. I mean, the, the guy's in insane money. So I guess, you know, you need to give him an opportunity. But uh, like you say, or even an opportunity, as Paul was saying, an opportunity to get him off the fucking after the wage bill in terms of somebody coming in and signing him, but when he's coming up with lackluster performances like that, it's going to be very difficult to move him on. And again, it's all about putting out the perspective it's pre-season, whatever else. We don't want to be negative, we're going to a new season, a fresh start, blah-de-blah, but we did say last season it would just be as big a job to get some of the deadwood out as what it would be to bring in new players. Michael Beale, without a sporting director, football, director of football, whatever you want to call, doesn't matter, Above him, has done a sterling job along with James Bisgrove in getting the players in. Can we judge these players now? No, we can't. We have to give them time to settle into that jersey, <laughs> Buzz. We have to give them time to settle into that jersey. But by giving them time, they still have to get results. We don't have to have the performances there the now. But starting next Saturday, when it all begins for real, we have to get results. Three points at Rugby Park or whatever the fuck it's called nowadays is certainly... <laughs> You know, a, a, a necessity for the for the start of the season. We can't we can't start that with anything less than three points, but then move on to Champions League qualifiers, etc. Not that long after it as well. And it has to be. We have to hit the ground running, and and that's going to be Bill's biggest. Uh, can I biggest just can I just can I just say that I'm I'm a I'm a member, and I'm sure most of us here remember um, a certain Mr. Dick Avocat assembling a multi-million pound squad, uh, having an having an awful pre-season. And then the first competitive match being 3 0 down at half time to Shelburne. I was at that look game at, and look, down in Pretty and look, Park and, and look and look how it look how it all turned around, look how that season panned out. Treble winners. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's it's a massive Is that a prediction? Is that a prediction for this season? Who's going to win the treble? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're fucking saying, Paul? We're winning the treble this season. I'm the attitude, expectations say you go for the peace. I think I think he did mention in yesterday's pre- or whenever he, his most recent press conference that he did say that that the team against Hoffenheim will probably be closely resembling what his team's going to be going into the first game. So I think what we'll all get from tomorrow is we'll get a very clear indication of of what he regards as as close to a starting lineup as possible. So it'll be interesting to see this team tomorrow. 
Context for Blue Jay, can't judge any player pre-season. Matondo looked like a world beater against West Ham and Real Madrid. I don't think it was Real Madrid last summer. I think it was West Hopefully Ham. Don't put any of his comments back up. He made a bit yeah. of sense. I don't want to it was, it was, it was uh, West, Ham and, <laughs> West Ham and Spurs because I was sitting next to Simi and he said, oh. aside, from, aside from Harry Kane and uh, Son, he said that definitely but Matondo for me. Simi was in love with him after that again. And and Charbert, again, this is correct as well. This isn't a negative it isn't a negative, it's an opinion, it's an honest Absolutely. conversation, um, even if some of it's uncomfortable. If we're all seeing the same issues, then we hope Bill sees them too and sorts out before Kelly. Correct, it's only because we yeah. care and we don't want to have the same false starts that we had last season and the season before that we, we need to, you know, it's only right that we call this out. We've been here before and we've all put the excuse. When's, when's the window closes? At the end of September or end of August? End of August. 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 End of August. So yeah. we've, I mean, essentially, we've still got you know we've still got the guts of a month left, just over a month to go. I still think defensively he will look to be, bring reinforcements in, but I don't think he will do anything until he gets assurances that Davies will be moving on because I don't. Again, Davies coming in from Liverpool at a reasonable fee will probably be commanding a decent wage as well. So he'll obviously try and shift him on before. But I do think there will be somebody coming in defensively. I think he. I don't think Bale's that sort of blind to the fact that he can see where those problems are coming from. Look, he, he, he trains the players every day. He's, he's got video analysis guys there, sports science guys. He can obviously see the problems. And, and these statisticians and, and snags, you'll probably know this better than me, these guys will be pointing out to the manager where the goals come from and the XG and all this sort of stuff. They will they will identify problem areas on the pitch and where we can see goals. So I do think there, there, there will be some movement, especially in that back line before the beginning of the season. Hopefully. Oh, we need it. Snagsy, how do we go about putting together a, a package, a highlight reel of some players like we had with Pena and Herrera and the fucking list is endless, right? Let's face it. Fucking, you mentioned it earlier, the big boy, Omar Sadiq. Um, and how do we send that to the Saudis? And how do we say, by the way, well, this boy here is really good. <laughs> <laughs> fucking 30 million in his years. <laughs> You got three options, Scott, that I can think of off the top of my head, right? One of them is um, you send the players' reels to AI and have it magic them up a wee bit, <laughs> do you know what I mean, before you send them away. Second, send them all to work offshore um, so that the club can recoup a bit of revenue. Um, or three... And, here, and they can go train my bars for a month as well. Get, a, get, exactly. a, get, some, get some cannons. Or just rip up the contracts, you know what I mean? Don't, don't do any drug testing, but you do, please. Take the hit. <laughs> I would take the hit on Matondo. Honestly, I honestly would. If that came up in the oh. accounts as a negative, I would take the hit. Fuck it. Because Mate, we, we, we can't have that anxiety all season. We'd accept it, wouldn't we? Any time Absolutely. you come like, oh, fuck, here we go, man. Yeah. I've never known a player collectively, you know, just at the sight of him, Ibrooks goes over, fuck, here we go. <laughs> you know the mean? thing is, the, the thing is, Scott, right, you know, with some players, they get away by hiding. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes, whereas Matondo, when you know he's got the pace, to get yeah. into a position or to read a pass and he's just got to stick a leg out and he just can't be bothered. You, you just twist you a wee bit more. Do you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. So I... It's one of Come on, could you not could you not use your your photoshopping skills that you're learning from Geo and just and put Matondo's uh, <laughs> face on Achilles Mbappe's body, you know that sort of stuff. You know, I mean, uh, highlights you like that. I, mean, I don't think AI would work. I mean, I even like, I mean, you need to send up with Hogwarts or something like that. Like, really, <laughs> the dark arts, man. We need to use the dark arts. Right, positive, positive stats, <laughs> the negatives, the honesty, and everything like that. It's it's not done. We'll still be honest. But the positives, Danilo signs today, okay? Woo! A, a, a fair investment, although Michael Beale says not as much as what people would have you believe. 
Um, I think positives from the the Danilo signing is just his his wee um, videos on on social media for Rangers and how much he's <laughs> fell in love with the club already, and that's all good stuff. You know what I mean? That's all we want. <laughs> we want to hear. We want if to he see. Can... If he, if, he, if he can out-samba Krabari, he's good enough for me. <laughs> Fuck. There's another one for the long highlight reeler legends who have had at the club. <laughs> um, um, so, aye, Danilo signing, by all accounts, and, and because he is uh, a Brazilian, doesn't he mean to say we should be looking to see some samba feet at Ibrooks? Apparently not. He's got a wee burst of pace that he can get beyond a, a, a defender. Um, and beat his man. He likes a shot on the edge of the box. Predominantly right foot. Can also hit it with the left. His last goal for final there again in pre-season, but still it was a fine strike. Um, something that you see all the time. Ibrox players getting the ball outside the 18-yard box and we're getting it off. Fucking shoot, man. Just shoot. Did you watch George Alberts for fuck's sake? Just hit it and see what happens. <laughs> um, he, he likes a shot. So... We'll, we'll, we'll see, but first of all, Paul, come to you. Your thoughts on the Danilo signing, mate? I know you put a wee graphic into the, the pod that you'd seen online um, about you know some of the stats for Danilo. He certainly looks like an, an exciting signing. And I, I know his numbers are, what is it, 13 goals in the in the uh, Eredivisie last year, of course, which his side won the title. But mm. predominantly, he was a substitute. So that's not a bad yeah. return for a substitute. I was, I was just going to say that the stats that are provided there. Um, I had a quick glance on them before I put them in. I didn't, it's, it's not, I, I, I couldn't read them off the top of my head just now. But no, uh, predominantly, as a, he, was, he was played as a substitute, as you say, he got a, a fairly wedge of goals coming off the bench. So I just, and let's be, let's be honest, the Eredivisie is a, a lot harder league than the, the SPL. Um, so let's, let's hope he can start to bang them in um, and. Uh, get his numbers up, but as you say, um, I did. I done. I don't. I think I had to look up a YouTube reel of him, not too much. But it, as you say, he likes a shot from outside the box. He's not. And he's not. He's not afraid to get stuck in. But as I say, it's his enthusiasm for the club already. You know, he's. You see, he's absolutely thrilled to be here. He's like a kid at Christmas. You know, with the, with the kits on and all this sort of love hearts sort of stuff. He's really. He's, you want somebody with that enthusiasm. And that drive to get in the dressing room because I think that that can be contagious. You know what I mean? Even when things start to go down a little bit, um, you want somebody to sort of keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. So I, it's, I'm I'm thrilled he's here. Um, and let's let's be honest, Brazilian strikers have a, a bit of pedigree. And the last Brazilian striker we saw in European football where '99 was uh, a certain Mr. Ronaldo at AC Milan. And uh, let's hope that fucking um, history repeats itself. Baz, have you been sporting a Brazilian at Ibrox for years? That's the rumour going uh, around the party, according to Corey. Uh, it's, uh, it's the rumour. Uh, I was a big fan of the Brazilian until about 2009. <clears throat> you know, then Brexit, Covid, all that sort of kicked in. And then we stopped getting sponsored by Manscaped. So that, that kind of that kind of fucked it, didn't it? But, but once we lost the Manscaped sponsor, because we moved on to the Phillips Windblade, your uh, <laughs> balls will thank you. Oh, will they really? Will they? Uh, <laughs> I've still got the fucking I'm spritzing my dunks with that deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> so I, since uh, since all that happened, mate, I've not really been sporting a Brazilian at Ibrook, so it'll be pleasing to see one there. <laughs> I don't know why I said that in that weird voice. Pleasing. See him getting on Twitter of Mr. Whippy because of his number. There you go. <laughs> I think you can see that. Well, that is maybe me a lot. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> there's, there's no tumbleweed yet. 
uh, Phillips Lady Shave. Well, <laughs> what a Brazilian joke, man. I'm glad we're no friends with Manscaped. Fuck that. It would have been chaos tonight. Um, Mind days, Snags, Snags, your thoughts on Danilo signing? Again, I, I, I've said this before to you, mate, but purposely I've no went and looked at any any players that were signed because I would rather judge them in a Rangers jersey. I've I've been fooled by the YouTube highlight reels before. I'm just not willing to let myself do that. Oh, you didn't, mate. You didn't. You didn't want to do that. I mean, and obviously, as everybody says, you know, we want to see, want to see how he performs in a in a Rangers shirt. But you know, the guy's a two-time Dutch champion at Feyenoord and Ajax, who incidentally are both the only two clubs that he's had any first time, uh, sorry, first team football for. So we're we're obviously a massive step up, of course. Yes. Um, He's somebody, he's somebody that can finish with any part of his body. You know what I mean? And, and I love strikers like that. A bit like Baz. Baz can finish with any part of his body. He's, he's only other guy in the world I know that can do that. So, take your word, take your word for that. What you know what I'm saying here? No, I hear you. I hear you. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. So, aye, it's very, it's very exciting times, Scott. And and he's somebody you know that that, that we, you know, we're crying out for. Basically, yeah. we're crying out for a player like that. Um, and just hopefully, you know. He can he can stand that three three game a week um, load that's going to come his way. Yes, <laughs> yes. There's a lot of jokes there as well, Gio. <laughs> I'm bringing them, mate. I'm here all night. <laughs> Gio, you are kind of a third Dutch, so we're fully exactly we're fully. What's your load like, Gio? <laughs> <laughs> How do you finish, <laughs> big man? <laughs> we're fully expecting you to give a rundown on this chap here. Um, I, I can speak Afrikaans, mate. I can't, I'm not Dutch, but um, yeah, look, it, it's it's going to be really interesting, mate. For me, it's how he blends, obviously, you know, him and and Dessers together. You're not going to stick a big, huge financial outlay. And again, we, we, I know he said that the figures being branded about are, are are a wee bit south of what what or a wee bit north of what he really thinks they are. But realistically, there's been a huge outlay on both both our main sort of top strikers, our number nine, or number ten. So it's going to be interesting to see how he fits all that talent in. It's exciting. Look, it's it's really exciting. You know, he came out at the end of last season and said it's going to be the biggest rebuild for, that we've seen in, in a long, long time. And obviously, that's what he's done. He's he's got a hell of a forward line now. For me, it's how he gets the best out of all of these players. Um, one good thing is obviously Danilo looks like he's had a bit of a preseason and has been scoring in preseason. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Dessers hasn't really been had much of a preseason. He's only coming in a wee bit later. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I think he's he's not a typical number nine. I think he likes to drop in and be a wee bit more creative. So look, like Paul said, when was the last time we seen a, a, a good Brazilian, you know, playing for us out with Emerson Cabrari? You know, that's you know that's the, the heady days of them. I thought you were just going to stop it, Brazilian. There, when's the last time? Any luck, Basil shows us Brazilian tonight. I'd probably make a couple of pence, mate. Oh. Aye, a few ginger bottles and that. There you go. Look at Moni. You go, guys. Got to win a new trampoline last uh, yesterday, and I think he's broken his foot. Oh, jeez. Oh, fucking hell. Jesus. What the fuck's it made of concrete? What the fuck is it? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it made of bricks or something? Baz, he's not even been I've on got it. my new fucking... trampoline made of bricks. He <laughs> fucking tripped on the way out to assemble it. Poor Lee's upside down in a hedge somewhere. We've got quite a, a decent amount of people watching this live. So Baz is talking about subscribing. So if you've know, go to the YouTube channel and hit subscribe. Right, Damn. Go to the Twitter page, hit follow, 
Go to Instagram, hit follow, or whatever the fuck you do on there, and then go to Facebook and do the same. Okay, go and geese a wee bit of a wee bit of love. No, the good thing is as well. We like to. We like if you hit subscribe every week. We do a draw, and you've got an opportunity to win a speedboat. I don't know if that's true, Paul. I made that up. Fuck it, we'll go with it. No, no, it's true, actually. It's true. I'll deliver it, obviously. I'll deliver it. I'll deliver it. I bet you fucking would. What you'll at least get is a very slow, soft voice note for Joe. That's slow and soft, mate. That's about the best of it. Oh dear! I might want to subscribe and subscribe again now. I am going to Ding 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 ding! Every every twenty seconds, Baz. Is that a Marks and Spencer's advert? Love it, love it. Um. So Danilo's signing, obviously, brilliant today, fantastic. Um, Amanda's saying, how do I subscribe? You've had enough you, voice notes. You can, <laughs> you've had plenty of voice notes. You had a personal <laughs> phone call, I believe. You can't unsubscribe <laughs> and then subscribe again. What's, what's, what's going on here, eh? Ah, no. <laughs> Shocking. Um, Danilo, aye, signed. Tomorrow we play Hoffenheim in our final pre-season fixture ahead of the big kickoff next week. Again, I'm not going to kid you on anybody and say that I know a lot about Hoffenheim because I fucking don't. Okay, they're a German team. They play in the Bundesliga. That's all I know at the moment and I know that we are playing them. I don't care who we're playing. We win and we play well because that's what we do. We're Rangers and we win and we play well. So take note because I know the squad will be watching us from the team hotel in Germany. Hi, Danilo. How you doing, mate? Um, but I, I, I totally get that. But listen, lads, get to your bed, go and sign off pre-season in a positive fashion because when we get down there next week, Derek McInnes will bore you to fucking tears with the formation that you'll put against you. <laughs> so you need, to, you need to be on that to, to break them down. But Paul, what are we looking for tomorrow in Hoffenheim? Are we looking for a performance as well as a result? I know it's pre-season, but going by what we've seen so far, are we looking for a, a performance to match a result? Well, given that Michael Beale already said the team he's going to put out tomorrow will most likely be kind of resembling what will kind of start the season ahead of is then yeah, I think we have to look for both a result and a performance. I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to think that's the case. Um, I yeah. think yeah. The, the result isn't well. I don't want to say inconsequential, but it is. It is important. But as long as you give a decent performance, I say it is pre-season at the end of the day. But we're now at we're now at the vinegar strokes of pre-season, and that has and we have to start we have to start performing, and they have to start scoring goals, and we have to start getting results. That's just. just What's that? Hello from Scotland message. Usually we get like, hello from fucking California. You know what I mean? I love this winding, mate. <laughs> Snagsy's made exotic than that. In <laughs> this winding. Kim stays next door as well. Yep. Kim stays next door to him because I shot the door and came in and said hello. But as you are saying, you're a lazy bastard. I said, Jim, come in and say hello, mate. He's ah, it's all right. I'll put a wee message up. <laughs> you you were certainly when, when you, you kind of were, were talking at the start mate about how you've not been impressed early doors how can the team change that the more how can they impress me the more is that what you're asking Scott? yes that's how a, can they change a hard that? task it's a fucking hard task <laughs> uh, what we need is do you know what it's very simple 
silly mistakes need to stop, right? That's the first thing they need to do. Silly, silly mistakes, stop, right? A good, solid team performance, work ethic, energy, determination, and work If I said work ethic, fuck. I've already said work ethic. But yeah, anyway, he did. Thank you. We do need a good performance and a good result uh, because it wasn't great, but we need, as Barney's saying, we need a good win, a good team performance. And if this is going to be the team that's going to go into the start of the season, then we're really looking for positivity uh, in the performance. But Barney also said that he can't wait to see the new formation of 4-1-4 Danilo. Right. <laughs> the Dutch Kenny Miller or the Brazilian Kenny Miller. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Four one. Surely it's four one ninety nine problems, but the bitch ain't one. <laughs> oh here, hold on. Fiona's had a wee fucking bevy tonight. Obviously, look. I'll ask. Snagsy, you know those outside of toast is buttered on. That's what it is. You see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen. Does any of the guys get their comments up in this fucking podcast? I know. I know. It's all the women. Sure, women get their comments. Inclusivity up. here. I'm here. Yeah, and it's not even me doing the comments tonight either. I got. I I don't give me that. Don't give me that. I think we know who put that one up, but it was not. I I got my balls chewed the last time because somebody thought I was putting up all the chick. chick (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I actually think we should ask two questions to the chat. One is, tell us where you're watching Mm -hmm. the pod from right now because we've had the Isle of Man now, we've had Loch Lomond, we've had Scotland, Snags is in Swindon. (laughs) So tell us where it is. Give me an offer. Fucking Jesus Christ, you'll we'll see you in Ireland if you want, mate. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Listen to you, Snags, you went in the half earlier on when we were talking about Matundo being shit. Mate, I had a fucking... I had a camera of firmware upgrade or something, all right? So, <laughs> bring you. Um, there you go, Craig. Just so, David Craig, just so you know, we're no sexist. There you go. There you go. On. Um, so, we've got Glasgow, we've got East Belfast. Oh, who's in East, East Belfast? Belfast? To be sure. Up home, Macaroni. Macaroni. Wisconsin. Oh, beautiful. Look yeah. at that. Oof, oh, hey, Andy, we're brothers, mate. I was born in Rutherglen. Roggy is home to me. So, how you doing, brother? I like that. Berlin. Yeah, see, see, years ago. <laughs> so, do you remember a, a place in Rutherglen that was called the Royal? Yeah. It was a, a snooker club. Yes. Right? It was only Main Street up at Stair Iceland. So, I used yeah. to know the guy. Dude, Snagsy. Yes. So who was the, the boy? The, the boy's dad was uh, maybe they called everybody Padre, and uh, oh. when we were at uh, Cosford, he, he was doing it. He was doing it at RF Cosford same time me and oh, you. Kind of mind. Kind of mind his it name. Was, it was his dad that owned it anyway. He invited us there for a, a few drinks, Bad and then me and my cousin Stav were like, right, "Mom, we're going to go up the town. We're going to go to the solid." We leave there. There's the bus coming. I start sprinting for the bus, but I'm a wee bit quicker than Stav, right? So it looks like Stav's chasing me. Next minute, two guys start running across the road trying to get started. Hello! Hi, Andrea. How are you? How you doing? Hello. I'm here. He is. He's listening. <laughs> 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 Why are you the background, Scott? You, ca- you can't understand me anyway. So, no, you're you right. I mean? So, so <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. But you can hear me. Oh, you know. Um, <laughs> nice to see you, Andrea. Bye. Bye. See you later. 
Fucking fi- I'm not finishing that story now. That's a fucking crack story. <laughs> totally ruined that fucking story. I'm not finishing it. Fuck As it. he was coming to ask me a question, that's gone out the window. Do you know what I mean? It's unprofessional. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think a dragon came or something and fucking. <laughs> 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 Flames in that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Flames in that. Andy, there is not a posh part of rugby, mate. That whoever told you that is fucking lying, buddy. <laughs> you are lying. Um, Snaggy. What, what, yes, what are you yeah. expecting for the morning, mate? What do, you, what do you hope to see? Some people in the chat there have just said about a, a shape, a, a distinct way of playing, a formation, an end product. Aye. It pro- I mean, the chat probably went something like this, right? It's the final game of pre-season. What are we after? Summit, summit you know, that's got a real royal feel to it. Bundesliga, nice one. In actual Germany, in actual Germany. Right, where are we thinking league-wise? <clears throat> 12th. Okay, boom, sold fucking sold. So I Hoffenheim, if you don't know, finished 12th last season because uh, they're fucking garbage. So I'm expecting 25-0 at least. Um, and Bonabaris will look like a world beater, mate. They'll look like a world beater. Love That's it, mate. Expecting. Fucking so. love it. Um, Gio, introduce who that was, who, who came in in the background there. Oh, I, was, I was just the girl I keep locked down in the basement. I let her in for five minutes. <laughs> Well, you've, been, you've been hanging about with Paul with C's for fucking exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. no, no, it hasn't because if, if you'd been hanging about with me, it would have fucking she would still be she down here. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Um, Gio, I also want to ask people in the chat, and this is quite a good question because what we're getting to near enough the end, right? So, what is the f- the the best Rangers goal you've seen in the flesh? Now, this is no one you've seen in the telly. You've been at a game, you've been away, you've been at Ibrox, you've been wherever. Watching the team, what's the best Rangers goal you've seen in the flesh? Oh, Phil Neville, what he scored for Man United against Rangers. No, I'm only joking, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, think, I think for me, mate, it was probably the Fergie free kick um, against Celtic in the cup final. Nice, I like it. That, that's magic. I've goal. seen, I've seen older ones, obviously, but I mean that there, that there for one would have been, would have been on. The, the, actually, the very first game I took Cal to see, the wee man to see, was when we were in the championship, and Martin Waghorn had missed a penalty, and then he had he scored in the last minute to beat, beat Queens Park three two, and that was not my, not the best goal I've seen, but it was, it was good that the wee man got to see that there. But for me. The Fergie free kick. That was that was probably one of the best goals I've seen in the flesh. Doug Star says Ray Wilkins, nineteen eighty eight. I'm sure that's oh, a yeah. worthy oh. candidate. Which Wilkins went absolute stunner against that mob. Um, best goal for Robert would be Mendez goal at Parkhead. That's a smashing. Yeah. Fiona says she's had the best time in Paul's basement, the best holiday ever. <laughs> I Lindstrom, Leipzig, just for the moment. I totally get that. I was there myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, any goal against the shite, but my favourite is Sonny Aluko's goal at Ibrox. Um, oh, let me go to let me go to some of your. Oh, there's another one. Two guys goal against them at Ibrox. Let me go to 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 some of the podders now. Paul, it sees your favourite Rangers goal. I would, I would say I would say probably Gascoigne's second uh, against Aberdeen to win his uh, eight in a row. Oh, busting right through. Was it Pod, no yeah. Moses McNeil? Was, was that not your favourite one? No, Peter, 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 Peter Campbell when they drilled one from about 19 yards, just stunning, stunning. Jay says Rickson's free kick versus the sheep. Oh, um, David Cooper free kick against the sheep. Oof, wow. Any Alberts goal because he's the love of my life. Gaza <laughs> 1995 versus Stoya Bucharest. Baz, anything, any goal to add to that, mate? 
Uh, it's a hard question, but uh, my, my, my first thought was Pedro Mendes because that's the last time I was in that shit tip. Uh, <laughs> 2008, we bet him 4-2. What a fucking goal, Pedro Mendes, mm-hmm. really after the corner. So I can't use that, but it was a, a great goal. But Hamden, <laughs> Bert Conterman, when was, when was, uh, when was that? Was it 2000? Something like that. It was early 2000, wasn't it? Uh, 2001, 2, 3, 4, we should have been then. But uh, Bert Cotterman against Selly. And Bert Cotterman was a big dafty, a big dumpling. And uh, the ball ball just came back. I can't remember what happened if I stopped coming and it was a rebound or whether the ball got passed back out to him. But I just remember him just stepping up in that big giant leg, just that way back like a driver. (laughs) Woof! And he bust the back of the net. a, a totally underrated goal, by the way. When people talk about some of the best goals I've seen, it's very rarely that's mentioned, but it just came out of absolute nowhere. And, uh, and it got in the police era off to a, a, a rocket. Yeah. I, well. I don't think he was having the best game either. Uh, but I remember I remember that for Hamden. Aye, wow. Felt like a traction engine. Andy Taker says, I, actual goal was Barry Mackay's stunner against Celtic in the semi-final oof. for what the goal meant. Probably Lundstrom mm-hmm. versus Leipzig. Hately against Leeds, says Jay. Gaza header against that mob is Laney um, Jonas Tern, Jonas um, a beauty. That, that Loudrop header that Dana oh. Dice did deliver nine oh. in a row. Charlie Miller crossed the ball okay. into the box and Loudrop headed over the line. Um, Betty Bombscare, Bugera versus Dundee United, Newman oh. in 2002, and Butch Wilkins again um, against that other mob. Snagsy, what about yourself, mate? Mate, it's got to be... James Tavernier versus Peter Head in the Petrofact. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was behind. I was behind. Yeah. Brilliant goal. Fantastic. What a fucking goal, by the way. And recently, uh, joking aside, recent one, I would probably say, I would say recent, a couple of seasons ago, but Yanis Hadji against uh, Braga to bring us oh, back from the dead at Ibrox, mate. I was yeah, there. Yeah. I, honestly, the. I, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it because it was incredible. That Snags, the, the deflected free kick or his first one where he actually took it inside and hit it with his left, I think. Probably, in fact, do you know what? Probably the deflected free kick. Um, I would say because that was the winner, wasn't it? Very good point. Yeah, it was, mate. And the, the, it blew the roof off the stadium, man. It was brilliant. Not that the stadium's got a roof, but you know what I mean. <laughs> mate, see, when you're about, see when you're talking about blowing the roof off the stadium, right? This no one of the best goals, but one of the one of the best reactions I've ever heard at Ibrox in the Govan Rear was Bully King. Uh, he scored in the, the 94th minute or something. The fucking place went absolutely mental. I've never heard a reaction like at Ibrox. Bully's <laughs> on the wall. What a fucking whole place went crazy. <laughs> the whole place went fucking crazy. <laughs> Even the away support were singing it, man. It was <laughs> <laughs> um, what a reaction. Because, I, don't know, I don't know if we were drawn at the time or whatever. And he came off the bench and just fucking scored. And Ibrox went insane, man. Oh, amazing. See, see for myself, I think it has to come down to three and probably two are, are the same season. But Lundstrom's goal certainly comes in against Leipzig just for the occasion. And, and when that hit yeah. the back of me, I've never heard Ibrooks like that in my life. That must have been up there with Parma, right? That must have been. Um, then I, I would say Tavernier's against Dortmund was a beauty as well, just for big Bassey's drive and determination. Get the ball in and Tav took it sweetly. But I think probably to top that, I was up the club deck. Moedu against Celtic in the last minute oh, when they thought they were getting a point at Ibrox against the champions at the time against the team that runs the place boom, what is it? <laughs> see you later title one um, great pylon guys can you give a shout out to my son Matteo proud fan of the Jers here in Berlin yes, of course we can how are you my friend? Ciao um, Matteo, 
I'm I'm actually learning Italian at the minute, Scott. Right, and yes. Matteo comes up all the time in Italian. So I just like to give a shout out to him for coming into my Italian lessons. So thanks very much for giving up your time, Matteo. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao, Matteo. <laughs> um, El conto, kick- por favore, Matteo. See. Si. <laughs> the big kickoff is next week. Uh, Kilmarnock at Rugby Park. I like I say, but fucking it's cold now. Fucking it's like St James's Park, isn't it? But as, as you say, it'll always be called Rugby Park no matter what. Um, Here, another plastic pitch. I wonder, I wonder if that'll come into his bearing whenever he's picking his team. Well, I'll tell you what. You can talk about that for a minute, right? I'm going to need to go for a comfort break, okay? Because we're about four beers <laughs> doing now, right? So, <laughs> so, so, Paul, Geo, <laughs> Bass, Snags, Patterson. <laughs> Well, I think we all know how we feel about the plastic pitches, right? And I'm, I'm kind of disappointed a couple of years. Who was it? Kilmarnock and Hamilton both get relegated. And I think, as you know better than me, but is, is it no something like there's 12 teams in 10 need to vote in favour of something to get a change through? So if there was going to be three teams with a plastic pitch, you're never going to get that voted through. Mm. So I thought when Hamilton, sorry, I, Hamilton and Kilmarnock get relegated, I felt that was a, a good opportunity for the the league to try and vote through. But wait a minute, is it the top flight or the two? I'm, I can't mind how it works. Uh, I'm sure it's you need 10 votes out of 12. So they had the opportunity to vote them out and they never I had to vote them out, eh? There's Livy, there's Livy, there's Kilmarnock and there's Hamilton all have plastic pitches. And mm. I think I'd love to see the correlation between injuries and whenever whenever those teams are in the league and injuries whenever those teams aren't in the league. I mean, Jamie I, Murphy, I, when he was playing for us, actually, that that's what done him. He done his knee at Kilmarnock, I think. And he, never, he was never the same after it. And many, no. many a player, many a player that we have had, anyways, done themselves. Why, why come? Why come get injured at a uh, rugby right. park? And oh, then yeah. that be that be Scott Brown came out and said something. I stopped moaning about it and go on with it. And then Aye. he injured himself about fucking two months later. <laughs> that's um, right. You're, you're forgetting so, David Templeton. That's right. You know, do you know what? Mm. Funny old thing. David Templeton actually he was playing at Hamilton, and he left because it was too much. Uh, he was training on that pitch, playing on that pitch, and he ended up leaving the club. Because of the the the, the you know the the impact, I mean, the, the impact right, on your knees right. and here's, your legs. Here's, and here's the thing: Kilmarnock say they have the plastic pitch because they use it uh, to train on, and it saves them money. Kilmarnock have just announced that they are um, building a new training centre, and it's going to be all grass pitches. So if they retain that plastic pitch, yeah, you know I mean, it's, it's, see, see the thing: like, years ago, Rugby Park was a crap, one, one of the best stadiums, and uh, uh, sorry, one of the best playing surfaces in the country. It, it, it was, it was the largest playing surface in the whole mm. of the UK at one point. And then you know, they, it was a, a cracking pitch. It looked great. And then yeah. they, but, but here's the thing. I don't think it's very fair. If you've got a t- Let's just take, for example, Kamalok and a team of similar size, like St. Johnson, for example. St. Johnson have got that extra cost. They need a training facility. They've got the upkeep of the pitch. Kamalok have totally done away with that. They, they don't need a training facility and they don't need... Well, there's certainly upkeep, of course, mm. but you don't have the same upkeep as a proper grass pitch. So right away, they're at an advantage financially, which I don't think is very fair. Do you know what I mean? I just think there should be a certain level. Like, I can't, do you remember, I don't know what the year is, but there was a year, um, there was a year Aberdeen should have got relegated and they never get relegated because Falkirk that's never right, had the capacity. Right. That's right. They never had the capacity at the time to play at the, the, the top tier because there's a minimum standard in your, yeah. your, your capacity and your stadia and all that sort of bullshit. That's right. Surely that should be surely that should be extended to the playing surface. Surely there's a minimum standard of the pitch, and if, if you don't have that standard, then you shouldn't have been tapped here. Plastic pitches, Livy, Hamilton, Commander, or whoever else. If you don't if you don't adhere to the standard, 
then you shouldn't be there because um, the stands of you talk about injuries a second ago, uh, or was it Geo? Sorry, I can't mind. Wani Goods, Wani Goods, Geo. If you look at the, the injuries on these pitches, it's obviously concerning, so they, they should get rid of them. Scott, you're back. Sorry, mate, you're back, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, just, just, just going to say, we, 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 we've um, gone on recently about the state of Scottish football by the, um, by the the, the powers that be that govern us and what what a shambolic mess they're making of things and it's hard to sell the product. It doesn't help when you've got teams with plastic pitches. It yeah. just it looks awful. It looks awful and it, and it devalues the game. So we need we this needs to they need to be removed. End of story. They need to be removed. Jay wants a round of applause button for Baz's We message there. So there we go. That's that done. Um, when they need rid of plastic pitches, they're a fucking hazard. As somebody said there, who was it? Jamie Murphy got an absolute beauty on it as well, and and probably you know ended his Rangers. Rangers ended his Rangers career, didn't it? But Jamie, I think he yeah. might have said it himself. I mean, he, he was never really the same after that, and he had lost that yard of pace. But go, going back very quickly, mate, to the, the to the fact that we were away to to Kelly in the very first game. To me, we have to set the tone. To me, in in the fifty five season, we went away to Aberdeen. I know it doesn't have the same the same level in terms of, of passion and competitiveness, but it's still a, a tough place to go in recent history. So if we can go there, get a good win, lay down a marker, then I think that's that's a, that's a very, very good step for us on the, on the road to hopefully winning the league this year. Totally. Great and that, 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 Gio, that, you, you deserve a harp, mate, for that. I'm going to give you a harp. Oh! Oh! Harp. I love it. No, what, Gio? You never. If anybody deserves a harp, it's Gio. Lager. It's no Thursday night, though, is it? It's fucking Friday no. night. Usually Thursday night, it's off. Battle fever. Battle fever. That was battle fever. Okay, just to let everybody know. Turtle fever. That was so bad. Here, go ahead and help anybody tuning in now, eh? <laughs> Expected in-depth football chat and they get that. Geo, for expecting football chat, they've tuned into the ring fucking podcast. Exactly, mate. This means we've scored a goal, Geo. Fuck, I haven't heard that song yet this season, have I? No, no. So, coming to the end of the show, it's actually been a really, really enjoyable show. We were just saying about how this here actually looks a lot like the season of, of 55 because of the, the participants. I think it's down to us team, right, as to why the team have not won the last two seasons. We have not won the title. It's down to us, right? When we got together, right, in 55 season, we pushed the team on a victory from afar remotely during a pandemic. There is no excuse now how we can't do it when there's no pandemic. So let's make a commitment right now. <laughs> there's no excuse. And there's no pandemic. <laughs> Just fucking win, Rangers. Just win. win. MDL's what you added before we wrap it up. Hi. No, I was just I was laughing at Curry Muncher's comment there. His what hearing harps when he fell off that roof the other week. <laughs> it tickled me for some reason. Bye, Rangers win. Can I just add something before we bring Baz in for what he's wanting to add? Alberts is asking about anyone seen the new hearts kit have to admit it's a belter. I actually messaged Mr. Nice. John Cameron the night because he, met, he said about it and I put on our lovely top there that snags the sport this evening to say that that's actually the finest top this season. 
have since been in conversation with Ewan Cameron and the week leading up to Rangers against Hearts on the 28th of October, Ewan Cameron will be live on this podcast to give us his insight into El Jambos. That should be fun. It always is fun, let's face it, when he's on it. So that should be fun. Um, There's a Hearts kit there. It is a Stota. That's where Castor can fucked up slightly a wee bit with your one. Do you know what I mean? They did ever so slightly. Um, Sorry, Baz, on you go, mate, on you go. No, no, it's all right. You're right. Just, just a, a wee bit. Uh, a couple of things. Cantwell. Cantwell will be player of the year uh, this season, 100%. The guy's hit the ground running. No even touch the surface of what that guy's going to do. Cantwell is going to rip this league a new arsehole this season. I've watched umpteen podcasts. They've got tacticians, statisticians, all these fans, media, giving the Hi, dietitians, <laughs> giving their best uh, analysis on Todd Cantwell. And see, to put it bluntly, to put it clearly, Todd Cantwell, Todd, Todd Cantwell, Todd, 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 that's how excited I'm, that's how excited I'm, mate, that's how excited I'm. He's the sort of player, with, with all the information we know about him, if you bought it right down to the simplest, right, he's the sort of player that if you had two cocks, it would give you two hard-ons at the exact same time. <laughs> That's the sort of player he is, right? And he will be the player of the year this season. Absolute standout player. Snags, you're shaking your head, but you, you totally agree with what That's I'm right. saying. Um, I'm so not shaking my head at that, mate. No, look at for Cantwell this season. He's going to rip the league in Newcastle. Uh, second thing is, Tommy Amateurs are playing the Mora. My boy, Mitch, is playing the Mora. Uh, they're playing Finart. So I've got Tommy Amateurs are going to go out there and they're going to rip Finart and Newcastle. So good luck to the Tommy Amateurs tomorrow. Uh, I think they kick off about back at 11 or something. So that's the two things. Drummy Amateurs, can't be. Remember that. Best of luck to the Drummy Amateurs. On the drummies. Paul, see anything else you want to add to the podcast this evening? No, just to say it's uh, it's been great to be here. It's, it's, it's great to have uh, Baz and uh, Snags back. Um, and also, very thanks to everybody uh, for uh, tuning in and getting involved in the chat, um, both with uh, other members of the uh in the chat there and uh, sending questions and answers into ourselves we have had some great view figures this evening and uh yeah thank you very much dude have a great weekend and uh big victory tomorrow policies just a wee word of advice mate when somebody asks you if you've got something to add and you say no that means you didn't <laughs> ah, no, I don't have any ads five minutes later but here comes a fucking grand finale speech you I prepared see, earlier you see you see I like to uh, keep people on the toes. Have you got anything to add, though, policies? <laughs> Before no, we go but... to Snagsy and Geo, I'm just, I brought the shirt down, see it here? It's signed, the champion shirt. <laughs> yeah, signed with all the signatures. <laughs> going to get that framed and we'll get that up on the podcast as well. Did, did you get us, me one of these? I did get you one of them, mate. I'm pretty sure I've got one of them. So you're getting yours away, that's fine. I'll, I'll keep holding mine. You keep holding Scott, we'll throw, Scott, we'll throw in a couple of prints and some goodies as well with it as well, mate. Don't forget. Uh, yes, definitely. Maybe what do that I was thinking was, we could do, Snags had a fantastic idea, then a wee runner-up prize for were, were two um, giveaways that Snags had kindly uh, donated to the podcast. What we could do is we could give away one of the Greatest Eleven um, prints, and if there was another print there, we could even do a third prize to you between... Your fantastic expertise and my beginner novice um, skills, we could give away something as a third as a third prize as well. Snags, anything else you want to add to the podcast this evening? I was just going to say, mate, you could do a fourth prize as well. You could have Paul at Easy's closing speech and have it signed by him, maybe with a wee like centenary knife or something on it. 
Just be, no, we, we, we don't we don't have the time for that, mate. We don't have the time. The golden key to his basement or some shit like that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, there's only there's only one of them, and I fucking hold that. <laughs> Gio, thanks very much, yes, mate. Always a pleasure. Baz is on the prosecco, mate. I can't believe I never even mentioned that. Blasting it, he's blasting wow. it. Look at him go, man. Well, do you know what? Do you know, I've, I've obviously moved. Uh, I was in Annie's land and I, I bought a, a place in Yoker, right? So I'm doing in the Yoker area. Uh, I never considered the Yoker being the West End. However, I went to Lidl the other Now, I used to think I go to Waitrose and all that bullshit, but I don't, right? I went to Lidl and there was a guy outside Lidl playing either the violin or the fiddle. I don't know what one it was now. Uh, it's either a fiddle or a violin. Maybe it's both the same thing. I don't know. the harp. But there's a guy, especially the harp, right? But there was a guy outside doing all that bullshit, the old fiddler's elbow carry on. The <laughs> fiddler's elbow. And uh, I thought, maybe this is the West End. Maybe maybe Yoker is the West End. So I thought I would have a big glass of Prosecco this evening. Quite right, mate. Quite right. And, and looking well. Geo, first time you. you're there in Waldorf 3. I see uh, that, Love the show, lads. Come on, the jails number 56 is coming. Geo, uh, Baz was, was getting to it, Geo, about how, you know, you've got tacticians, statisticians, whatever else you want to fucking call it, and other podcasts. On this, what we promised to bring you is a wee bit of banter, a wee bit of jovial light-heartedness. We all sit here and have a drink, so as Snagsy said a million times, it's like us sitting down in the pub, having a wee bevy together, talking about the team that we all love to support. That's what we do differently, Geo, in my opinion. That's what we do differently. Absolutely, mate. 100%. Can't add to it. We're fucking amazing. That's it. Anything else to add, Gio? No. No, that's it, mate. That's it. Good. Good. Okay, okay. Well, just a wee recap then, just to say thanks very much to everybody for joining us. Thanks to Paul, Baz, Gio and Snagsy for joining us this evening. It's been good to see so many people that we were used to seeing in the chat every week and also some newbies that we've just looked at there. Thanks. Don't make me do this. Don't make me get mine out, Baz. Oh, I swear to God, Gio, Gio waved and the guns popped. I went, oh, fuck this, man. I'm, I'm getting involved. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, don't forget, we've got buymeacopy.com forward slash pod if you'd like to treat the pod to um, a wee pint or a coffee, whatever you want to say, and I'll get the two prints that Snagsy kindly donated that we spoke of earlier. That's the 40th anniversary of the Ibrox disaster signed by, what was it, the 10-11 squad with Walter Smith and Alan oh, McCoy, etc. Well. Six pound a, bo- a number um, or two numbers for a tenner. And we also nice had the, the, the probably the greatest achievement in our club's history, uh, the European Cup Winners' Cup win in 1972 in Barcelona. In 1972, Wally Johnston 2. <laughs> we have that as well. That's £6 a number and two numbers for a tenner. Thanks very much for joining yeah. us. Get some numbers. Rest easy. Get your numbers And hashtag keep the battle fever on. See you, Team C's next week. Before the big one against Kelly. Come on, Ali. When I was a young boy, my father said to me, Put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. And now I am much older. There's a place I want to be. It's red faucet, it's beautiful, and steeped in history. And I know what I'll find
comes alive. I got that battle fever coming over me, and I got butterflies and hurricanes shaking my body. Battle fever coming over me. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.